All right, I've cut my hair and I've trimmed my face, but the chins still remain. Oh, that's the sign of a good Thanksgiving, except for the Lions. Let's talk about the game. Elbow, forearm, he's going to be down. The result of the play is a touchdown. And the flag that was thrown on this was picked up. Did they get the face mask? So by rule, the game is over. The Lions hangover. All right, welcome to the post-Thanksgiving show of the Lions hangover podcast. I am Brad. Find me on all social medias, X, Instagram, and Facebook. Of course, you can always find the podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. And if you are seeing this million dollar smile, you are watching me on YouTube. So thanks for checking me out there. The YouTube, you know, that's just a way for me to let you know that I'm available in multiple places. Like if if you can't get to me visually, you can get to me audioly. I don't even know if that's the word. Okay, so the Lions... uh, disappoint once again some people blame it on the phase of the moon i blame it on jared goff the offensive line and the defense so let's talk about the lions lose 29 to 22 against the green bay packers they drop to eight and three on the season the green bay packers go up to what is that five and six on the year the lions still have a commanding lead in first place in the division so nothing to worry about yet if you Ask yourself where the Lions would be at Thanksgiving. Chances are you probably would have said nine and two, eight and three, maybe even seven and four. So there's no need to panic. You don't have to panic. It's okay. I personally had the Lions at eight and three after Thanksgiving. Uh, you're always going to win games you're not supposed to win, and you're always going to lose games you're not supposed to lose. This is one of them. This is one of them. And you got to give your you know hats off to Jordan Love. He actually is improving. He had a stellar game. So let's break it down. Uh, the Packers start off the scoring with a Jaden Reed 10-yard pass from Jordan Love. This makes it 7-0. This is with 12-16 remaining in the first quarter. Next, Sam Laporta, 7-yard pass from Jared Goff. This makes the game 7-6 because Mr. Riley Patterson Missed the extra point. It's kind of a bummer, right? Uh, then Tucker Craft, nine-yard pass from Jordan Love. This makes it 14-6. to And then on the very next drive, Jared Goff has his first of three fumbles on the day. Jonathan Owens picks it up for a 27-yard fumble return, making the game 20-6. to This is all in the first quarter. Things were not looking good right off the get-go. Um... The very next drive uh, for the Lions, Jared Goff fumbles once again. So that's two fumbles, I believe, that was with a minute 30 remaining in the first quarter. Now, second quarter, the only scoring was an Anders Carlson 43-yard field goal. Going into halftime, uh, the Lions were losing 23-6. to Now, coming out of halftime, David Montgomery... Gets a six-yard touchdown run. Uh, and then there's also the two-point conversion. 
this makes it 23 to 14. And then the Packers come back with 3.30 left in the third quarter. Christian Watson, 16-yard pass from Jordan Love. Their two-point conversion failed. This makes the score 29 to 14. Now, in the fourth quarter, Jared Goff fumbles once again. That is with 13.37 left in the fourth quarter. Uh, nevertheless, the Lions are able to mount a little bit of a comeback. They were never quite out of it, but you can tell that they were never clicking on all cylinders this game. Like I said, Jared Goff played horrible. Another horrible game. Three turnovers. Unacceptable from your starting quarterback. The offensive line played horrible. Unacceptable from one of the best. And I say that with quotes for people that are only listening to this, but one of the best offensive lines. They did not have a great day. Uh, but regardless, there was a little bit of a comeback mounted and with 41 seconds left in the game, Josh Reynolds gets a 12 yard pass from Jared Goff. Um, and then there's, uh, the pass to Sam Laporta for the two point conversion that brings the score to 29 to 22. Now the Lions were not able to recover the onside kick and that was the end of the game. So overall, a pretty horrible performance from most of the offense and most of the defense. The few bright spots, though, uh, statistically, without the fumbles, Jared Goff looks okay. He was 29 of 44 for 332 yards with two touchdowns. But unfortunately, those three fumbles really did burn the Lions. Uh, Jordan Love, on the other hand, finished 22 of 32 with 268 yards and three touchdowns. He was making some unbelievable throws. Are we worried? Are they going to go another 15 years with a, a Hall of Fame quarterback? I'm not ready to say that yet. I certainly hope not. But regardless, this is still the Lions division to lose. So I'm not quite worried. Uh, David Montgomery led the team with rushing. 15 carries, 71 yards, one touchdown. Dylan for the Packers had 14 carries, 43 yards. Once again, the Lions defense uh, held... The running back's pretty good. I believe Jordan Love had a, uh, a a couple scrambles, too, so we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Watson led the team for the Packers, five receptions, 94 yards, one touchdown, and, of course, Amon Ross St. Brown, nine receptions. I think that said 85 yards. My eyes are not that good, and I've got this ring light just blasting in my face. So, yeah, 95 yards from Amon Ross St. Brown. Jared Goff finished with a 103.6 quarterback rating. So, like I said, without those three fumbles, it doesn't look like a bad day, but those three fumbles were critical. Uh, Jameer Gibbs finished with 11 carries for 54 yards uh, with a long being of 23. Um, Khalif Raymond had five catches, 90 yards. Uh, he And he was targeted five times too, so he caught all five of his targets. And you have to give it up to him a little bit because – he sort of took over for Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, like in the, the middle uh, half of the game, you know, from like the second quarter to the third quarter. It seemed like it was all Khalif Raymond as far as the wide receiver goes. Jameson Williams had two catches. Jameson Williams, he's starting to build some confidence. You can see this. He, uh, he caught the ball a few times. Uh, it, it, that was part of Jared Goff's uh, good part of the day. He, he hit Jameson Williams in stride. Uh, and you could just see the speed that Jamison Williams has. So there's things to be optimistic about there. I can't say that Williams had a great game, but he definitely was looking good. Uh, 
Laporta had five catches for 47 yards and the touchdown. Josh Reynolds had two catches, 15 yards, and the one catch. Uh, also, Jameer Gibbs, you can add another four receptions and 19 yards. So overall, he had uh, 73 yards of offense, So and Montgomery had 71 yards of offense. He did have a target, but he didn't make that reception. And kudos to Malcolm Rodriguez. His first ever career reception. He got a first down with that, didn't he? Uh, one target. He's been playing fullback, if you guys haven't noticed. Uh, one target for a six-yard reception. Uh, all of the turnovers happened from Jared Goff. He had the three fumbles. Uh, Brian Branch led the team with tackles uh, for eight total tackles, three solos. Jerry Jacobs had seven total tackles uh, all by himself. Uh, one tackle for loss, Tracy Walker. See, what is this telling you? Your top three tacklers, Brian Branch, Jerry Jacobs, Tracy Walker. That means the play is happening in the back end of the field. Uh, of course, Jerry Jacobs had that tackle for loss, so that was on a blitz, you know. But for the most part, you don't want your defensive backs leading your team in tackles. It's just not great. You want your your linebackers. Like, those are the guys that you want stopping the play because they're kind of the do-it-all position, you know. Uh, so Alex Anzalone's fourth on the team with six tackles, four solos, along with Derek Barnes, six tackles, two solo. Kirby Joseph, four tackles, four solo. Okay. No interceptions today. Khalil Dorsey, four returns for 98 yards. Uh, Riley Patterson, zero for zero and zero for one extra point. He was not on the scoreboard at all. Jack Fox, two punts, one of those inside the 20. So Jordan Love, like I said, finished 22 of 32 for 268 yards, three touchdowns with a quarterback rating of 125.5 miles above Jared Goff, and that should not be happening. Uh, but there he is. Uh, this is what I wanted to look at. Jordan Love, three carries for 39 yards. So, yeah, he did scramble a little bit, and they were key scrambles. Overall, the Lions held the Packers to 109 yards rushing. But if you take that, the three carries from Jordan Love, uh, you're still looking at only 70 yards rushing of offense from the Packers. So once again, the Lions are doing a good job of stopping the run. They're just doing a piss poor job of stopping scrambling quarterbacks. They just cannot do it. And they need to figure that out. Uh, hopefully this is something, isn't this why they drafted Jack Campbell? You know, isn't this why they re-signed Alex Anzalone? Like these guys are supposed to be spies on the quarterback. Um, Watson led the Packers with receptions, 5 for 94. We don't really need to go over the Packers' uh, stats. Uh, just my thoughts of the game, you know, it sucks losing. Uh, it sucks losing seven straight times uh, on Thanksgiving. You definitely don't want that. It's, we, we haven't won on Thanksgiving since 2016. Uh, yeah, I have seen that the Lions lost every time that uh, – the moon was in the waxing gibbous phase or whatever that is. Uh, I don't buy it. That's just a coincidence. Uh, the Lions almost won last year. Should they have won last year? Maybe, but it was against the Bills, you know. Um, should they have won this year? They should have beat the Packers for sure, but I don't think they played well enough to win. So I love that they play on Thanksgiving, but this is something where they need to turn this tradition around. I don't care what phase of the moon 
is phase the moon is in. You you just have to win. That's stupid. Um, up next, the Lions go to New Orleans to play the Saints. The Saints are currently in first place in the NFC South at five and five. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Every team the Lions have played in the NFC South have been in first place, right? When we played the Falcons, they were in first place. The following week, when we played the Buccaneers, they were in first place, right? Or is it vice versa? They played the Bucks first and then the Falcons, whatever. Um, I keep hearing that the Lions have had an easy schedule. That's fine. You know, the NFC South is weak. However, you can only play the teams that are on your schedule and... They've played three first-place teams now, and you could even argue four and five. Where was Baltimore at when they played them? And where was Seattle at when they played them? And where was Kansas City at when they played them? I mean, technically everybody had a zero, zero, you know, win-loss record, but come on, everybody's expecting Kansas City to go deep into the playoffs and maybe even the Super Bowl again. So... The Lions are playing first place teams and they're winning the majority of them and they're eight and three and there's only six weeks left in the season. So I'm really happy. Overall, I'm happy with where the Lions are at. Yes, they have lots and lots they need to fix uh, before the end of the season. Aaron Glenn has to figure out why this defense is slumping. Hopefully we can get CJ Gardner Johnson back Um yeah, that's not his name anymore. I feel bad. I don't want to disrespect the man. Uh, you know, the Lions have things they need to figure out. Jared Goff has to play better. He has to play smarter. Uh, he has to secure the football, whether it's uh, throwing interceptions or uh, dropping the ball. You know, he, he has to take care of the ball better. Um, I don't know what else to say there. Uh but the Lions, they're playing. Uh, is Derek Carr even playing uh, this week? So let's take this out real quick. Uh, so, yeah, Derek Carr should be playing. Of course, they've got Alvin Kamara, and we will see our buddy uh, uh, Williams. So currently uh, there's no score going on with the Saints. Uh yeah, so this is a game that I know they're going on the road. This is a game that the Lions should win. The NFC is weak. The NFC South is weak. The Lions coming off a tough loss, and they're getting a few extra days off. I have a lot of confidence that the Lions will rebound. Uh, this is sort of a homecoming for Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn. They're both going back to New Orleans where they've had some coaching experience. So, uh, I think this is important to them. I think this will be stressed to the team that this is important to the coaches that they pull this one out. I think everybody's going to want to rebound uh, from sort of a flat performance, including Jared Goff. He better. Otherwise, you know, you're going to start hoping for Teddy Bridgewater. And I'm not sure any of us really want that. But um, you got to do something to mix it up. You got to do something to stay on top. You have to do something to. Uh, re-motivate that team. So uh, I look for a strong performance in New Orleans. I'm not saying a blowout, and I'm not even guaranteeing a victory because who knows what's going to happen. But this is a game that the Lions should be able to win. This is a team that they should be able to beat, I want to say easily, but we will have to see how it goes. 
other than that, I'm not sure. Yeah, this one's probably a little bit short, but I'm a few days removed from the game, so the enthusiasm isn't quite there, but you know how it is with the holidays. Uh, hey, awesome victory by Michigan yesterday, three straight, but this isn't the Wolverines hangover. This is the Lions hangover. So uh, other than that, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I will catch you guys next week after the game, and take care. Happy holidays. Hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.